Hello, hello. Welcome back to Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny, and you guys, this is episode 660. I have to tell you, having this podcast has been such an enormous blessing in my life. It's really interesting when you follow divine guidance and you have no idea how it's going to unfold. And that's how this podcast was. So I want to start off today just kind of describing how this kind of came about. I'm not even sure if I've taken the time to explain that. Um, I started this podcast over a year ago and my son had just been away at college for, you know, his first year. It was COVID lockdown. And he was, before he left for college, he started a podcast and he would go into his room and he would talk for hours about European history. And he bought equipment and had the whole setup. And I loved watching him do this because he had a goal and it was very specific and it was just to talk about one specific aspect in European history. It European history, all history, but European history is a huge passion of his. And he just wanted to open up his heart and soul and talk about... Um, bad mom moment. I can't remember which war it was, but he did a four-part, very long episode series on something, a very specific war in European history. That really doesn't matter. However, watching him go through this process and how excited he was to just share his soul was so inspiring to me. Um, proud mom moment, you know, it didn't matter who listened to his podcast. It didn't matter, you know, his his really cute, adorable friend um, who is an artist, who is super creative, did the cover art for his podcast. And he said, mom, it's just going to be a short series. It was right before he left for college. We were all on lockdown and he just did it. Anyway, so cool. My, you know, our kids are so inspiring. And I just sat back and watched him do this. And then he went away to college and I, I you know, never even gave it a second thought until eight or nine months later. And my soul was literally speaking to me of, you have a lot to say, and it's time for you to say it. And the memory of my son going into his room and just speaking. Now, he scripted out his episodes, and he really leaned into perfectionism, <laughs> and he wanted them to be perfect and edited them. I am not like that. Um, I am a recovering perfectionist, a practicing imperfectionist. And as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, 
this is my practice of imperfectionism. So I do not script out my podcast episodes. Um, I do not edit my podcast episodes. So you will often hear my 15-year-old, he'll be 15 next month, dog Jupiter in the background coughing. Um, Not today because he is with his dad this weekend. Yes, my ex and I still share custody of our soon-to-be 15-year-old Shih Tzu. Um, And I don't edit this podcast. So, and I do that on purpose because every time I sit down to record an episode, I am practicing my imperfectionism. And it had to be that way when I started out. Because if I would have looked at the big picture and thought every episode needed to be perfect and edited and the music fading in and out just right and no background noise, you guys, there would be no podcast. So that was the first thing is I let go of all expectations of how it would go down because really the purpose is just telling my story sharing my thoughts, my feelings, my beliefs in hopes that it reaches one person that needs a little bit of hope or uplifting or something. And that is it. That has been my goal for this podcast from day one. And you guys, thank you so much. If you DM me on Instagram or find me on my website Or if you know me personally, text me how this podcast has touched you. That is my goal, is that my words, my story reaches the people that it needs to reach. And that is totally an act of faith. When I sit down to record a podcast episode, I do a meditation at the beginning. When I send it out, I that is my number one goal, is that it finds whoever needs to hear it. And so when I get response, like, I found your podcast, and you have my story, or I found your podcast, and I felt more hope by the end, oh my gosh, it is so freaking cool. And that, that happens. Um, I'm blessed that that happens. So if you are listening to this and any episode has reached you and has touched your soul, I would love to hear about it. If you're on Apple, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a review, if you're on Spotify, you can leave me a message or you can always find me on Instagram. That's the fastest way. That's where I hang out the most. DM me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore. And I do have a website, Jenny-Drake.com. Okay, that, again, that intro was really not where I was expecting to go. But here's the intro for the episode. You guys, we are talking today about there are no rules. This is something 
that I, I am turning 50 this year. It has taken me literally 49 years, probably 47 and a half years of my life to learn that there are no rules. Our life is our life. Our journey is our journey. Our path is our path. And guess what? There's no finish line. Like this is our journey until we are no longer breathing. And from someone who from probably before I can walk to not very long ago, I was looking for the rules. I was looking for the guide map. I was looking for that recipe, that no-fail recipe. And I'm going to talk to you about why practicing letting go of that and really becoming aware of that and how I've evolved from that has been an enormous shift in my life. So if you can relate to being a rule follower, this episode is for you. And if you're not, if you don't identify as a rule follower, I hope you'll listen anyway because there's always extras and tips and motivation and inspiration even if the episode topic doesn't speak to you. So sit back, relax, or go for a walk or drive in your car. However you prefer listening to this podcast episode, it doesn't matter because you are tuning in for you. And this is a little date with yourself. So I'm glad you're here. I'm thrilled that you are taking this time for yourself because you know that when we take this time for ourselves, it impacts the world around us. So we will be right back. Boy, that was a long intro. Welcome to season two of Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny. I've been a teacher and a coach in some capacity for over two decades, but that's only part of what makes me successful as your guide to falling back in love with yourself. I'm a single woman who turns 50 this year. I stepped away from a 22-year marriage five years ago where my self-worth was lower than low. I didn't know who I was, what I believed in, what fulfilled me, or what my purpose was. I was depending on external people and things to complete myself. But through my four pillars of self-love, which are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-worth, I am now filled with love and faith. Self-love is different than self-care. Self-love is not selfish. It is essential. We always hear how we need to love ourselves, and I am here to teach you how. I'm so grateful you are here, choosing you, and I cannot wait for you to fall deeper in love with yourself. My friends, before we get started with today's episode, I am so excited to share the big news with you, my loyal podcast listeners. I am. I'm launching a book. It comes out on February 22nd, 2022. 2-22-22. A year of self-love is coming to you. My friends, I have gathered 52 
self-love intentions. If you watch me on social media, you've seen some of these intentions in pink speech bubbles. It is so amazing. This journal, this planner, it's 52 self-love intentions to help you fall deeper in love with yourself. It is gorgeous. You will be able to get it in hardback or paperback and and it is so beautiful. It is setting an intention at the beginning of the week and holding yourself accountable. I have come up with a journal prompt for each intention and there are spaces in the journal for every day of that week where you can jot down some of your self-love wins and how you applied that intention to your day. And then at the end of the week, there is a journal prompt to record how you fell deeper in love with yourself that week. You guys, you can either go in order of the journal or you could check the index in the back for whatever you need that week. This is a tool that I have used in my own self-love journey and that I use with my coaching clients. It is the way to grow your self-love, to hold yourself accountable. So how do you get a year of self-love, 52 intentions to help you fall deeper in love with yourself? Go to my website, which is jenny-drake.com and get on the waiting list. If you sign up for the waiting list, I will send you a free 30 days of self-love tracker tool. It is the perfect and ideal complement to your year of self-love journal. This is so exciting. So go over to jenny-drake.com, get on the waiting list, get your free 30 days of self-love tracker tool, and get ready to fall deeper in love with yourself with this journal that I use and I love. And now I'm sharing it with you. Welcome back. So I am a passionate person and this podcast episode is no different because I was talking on the phone this morning to somebody And I mentioned that I would be recording a podcast episode. And he said, oh, so what's your podcast episode about? And I said, oh, I'm talking about having no rules. And and I, I went into like literally a minute and a half of monologuing about this podcast episode. So I'm very passionate about what we're going to talk about today. Um, and because I've lived it my entire life, if you listened in the intro, um, and I'm also very passionate about it because it's a huge pet peeve, a current pet peeve of mine in the industry and on social media right now. And I'll just put that out there right from the start that, um, When I'm scrolling and I see people saying, stop doing this, or you have to do this, or do it this way or that way, it really gets under my skin. (laughs) So disclaimer, I watch my wording very carefully because I am not here to tell you what to do. 
and how to do it. From the beginning of of coaching, and I've been coaching for a really long time. Um, I was a health and fitness coach before I I ventured into this part of my career, and it I coach in the way of this is what worked for me. And here are suggestions that might work for you. And I ask a lot of reflective questions that are, that are reflecting the mirror back onto yourself. And so if you ever hear me say, stop doing this or do this to get this, um, call me out because, and you'll probably not hear me say that because it's such a pet peeve of mine. And here is why. So I mentioned I was the baby of five. I have four older siblings that are are a lot older than me. My closest sibling is six years older than me. Um, And that's a boy. So a lot of my life, it was he and I. He was a huge part of my um, childhood upbringing. Um, and then the other, the next closest one is my sister who's 10 years older than me. And, and then I have another sister and then another brother who were actually graduating from high school when I was born. So there's like an 18 and 19 year difference between the eldest in my family and the youngest in my family. And so I literally came out of the womb with not just two parents showing me, guiding me, telling me the way. I had two parents and four siblings doing that. And it is significant to look back at our childhood about, you know, why we are the way that we are as adults and why we do some of the behaviors, not in a judgmental, critical, I need to fix and change myself mentality, but in a, in, in a lens of curiosity and where does this come from? Because you know that my first pillar of self-love, if you've been listening, is self-awareness. And then right after self-awareness comes self-acceptance through self-compassion. And so looking back on our childhood about why and how this behavior came about in our lives really brings it to the forefront and looking through the lens of compassion and wrapping ourselves like it's not my fault that I'm a rule follower, (laughs) you know, and it's not your fault either if you identify as a rule follower. And here's the other compassionate piece of it. When we find out something about ourselves, we tend to say, oh, this is bad. We judge it, right? But really, it's more about when does this personality characteristic or behavior serve me and when does it not serve me? And there are times, of course, when being a rule follower has served me throughout my life. Um, I get things done and I get them done well. (laughs) I, when I commit to something, 
I commit wholeheartedly to it like this podcast. I'm very consistent and, and being a rule follower um, has consistency is, is a byproduct of that. And consistency is a great asset to have. Um, especially if you listen to last week's podcast episode, when it's, um, self-love wins and accountability. However, there are times when these characteristics don't serve me. Um, being a rule follower can, can lead to, you know, a lot of rigid, all or nothing, black and white, right, wrong, good or bad thinking. And that definitely has played a huge role in my life. Like, I think the voice in my head, the the recurring tape story in my head that would play on repeat was, what's the right way? How can I do it the right way? I just want to do it the right way. And I mean, you can connect the dots together that the right way means approval, worthiness, acceptance, and love. So if any of this is resonating to you, I hope that as we kind of talk about this, you will come out the other side with me. Um, Really, there are no rules. And when we cling to rules, it's because we want the false security, the false sense of security. And if you have been a longtime podcast listener, you will know that I was married for 22 years um, and I made some very, very significant life choices at the age of 21 and 22. And at the time, I did not have the emotional intelligence or the self-awareness to realize that I was graduating from college. Um, I was getting my degree in child development and was already accepted to a teaching credential program. And so making those choices was what is the right path. And that's so common and it's it's normal. I have a 23-year-old daughter right now who is looking for her quote unquote right path. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's very normal. It's part of life. However, for me, because of the fear and the insecurity and wanting that no-fail recipe for a lifelong love, a li- you know, lifelong love, lifelong happiness, lifelong joy. At the age of 21, I decided on my own, not attached to any love interest, not even any friend, actually. Um, I joined a religion, um, a very strict religion. And there's no coincidence in that, you guys. I saw this religion as a template of if you do this, you will get that. If you follow these standards and guidelines, you will be happy. You will have a loving family. You will have a successful life. Because for me, 
a successful life meant a loving husband with loving children and happiness. That was success for me. Um, and so I wanted the rule book. I wanted the playbook. And joining this religion gave that to me. So, of course, shortly after, I was, you know, in, I was subconsciously checking the boxes in my mind. I was, okay, I've got the, um, I've got the college degree. Now I've got the no-fail recipe for a successful life in the form of religion and standards. And if you do this, you will get this. All I needed now was the love, the husband. And it was not long after that I set my sights on, on him. And I take full responsibility for this. If you go back and you listen to some of my early episodes um, where I talked about, I think it was really early on, maybe in episode one, uncertainty, um, definitely episode three, identity crisis, rescue. I mean, all the early episodes, I just really put it out there early on that my part was... I was forcing and controlling. I was forcing the outcome of getting married and <laughs> it didn't end there, y'all. Like once we got married, I was forcing him to become the person that I quote unquote needed him to be. So I'm not going to really dive into that too much more because there are episodes um, that you can go back and find out. Um, definitely, um, I talk a lot about my divorce, the courage that it took. That marriage lasted 22 years, and we have two. I mean, it's so cliche to say we have two amazing children, but in all honesty, my daughter is 23, my son is 20, and I am so proud of the humans that they are um, because. Our family life from the beginning was not easy, but I was following the rules, man. Like I was going to, you know, continue to follow those rules because eventually I was going to get what I desired if, you know, I stuck to the plan. And if I was doing everything the right way, then I was bound to get what I wanted, which was a happy marriage and a happy family. But looking back, what I was doing is I was trying to manage and control them to fit my rule book. Yeah. And I now am doing the work that it takes to heal from that and having tons of self-compassion of, listen, I just had a conversation actually this week with my therapist. Yes, coaches have coaches, therapists have therapists, coaches have therapists. I do what I do because of that. Um, but I had a conversation with her this week about a ton of self-compassion and how I didn't know better. And you don't know, you don't know better until you know better. 
So please, if there's any feelings of judgment, criticism, shame coming up as, as I talk, let's just release that. I'm practicing releasing that within myself because I just wanted a happy family. And I had no idea that me forcing the rules, because guess what? If you identify as a rule follower, then you are enforcing rules on everyone around you as a sense of security and safety and control. And so I did that in my family. I would, I did that with my children. And as they're adults now, these are the conversations that we have is how strict I was. And hey, I was very loving as well. I learned the five love languages early on and I was very nurturing and loving to my kids, but I was managing and controlling them as well. Okay, so let's move on. That's kind of how being a rule follower, and it still creeps up in my life. So there's not a day that goes by that that tape tries to replay in my head of what's the right way to do this. You guys all know that I'm launching a book <laughs> this week in just two days. And the cool thing is, though, is on our self-love journey, uh, when we're walking the steps of self-awareness and self-acceptance through self-compassion, it's, it's so much easier to practice. So as I was writing this book, which is a journal, um, and you guys, there's, you know, my rule following <laughs> still creeps up in purposeful ways. So how it shows up now is being intentional. Because setting an intention is kind of like a cousin to setting a rule for yourself. Now, here's the thing. This journal is 52 self-love intentions. So one for every day of the week. And do you see how setting an intention at the beginning of the week is kind of like setting a rule for yourself, but it's it's a more compassionate, loving way. And um, so I've created this journal out of my recovering rule-following behaviors that is now setting intentions. And intentional living is transformative. So if you have not practiced intentional living or setting intentions, go back and listen to, sorry, I'm trying to find, darn it. This is one of those moments, embracing the imperfection. I have a podcast episode of intentions. My podcast pages are getting so long. Do I not have an episode about setting intentions? I know that I do. I think it's a self-love quickie. Anyhow, I'm not going to spend any more time. Well, I do not. I guess that this is kind of it. Maybe next week I'll elaborate on intentional living. Um, but setting intentions is so powerful. 
if you are a rule follower and you're feeling the need for a guide map, please, I do know last week's self-love wins and accountability episode, episode number 59, is the way to practice loving yourself with intention and to hold yourself accountable. Um, That speaks very fondly to those of us who identify as recovering rule followers. So go back and listen to that. And just another little plug, you probably heard in the promo a little bit earlier, I give you a freebie, which is 30 Days of Self-Love, which is an amazing tool um, for all you rule followers out there. It will really, really speak to that in a compassionate, loving way. Um, So the cool thing is, is there are no rules. And I know for us recovering rule followers, that could be so scary. It kind of feels like we're jumping out of an airplane without a parachute or, you know, it's like you hear, you hear the term like jump, you know, a bird leaving its nest and learning how to fly by flapping its wings. That's how, you know, embracing the there are no rules mentality can feel at the beginning. However, let's pause and change our mindset from the fear to the possibility. So when was the last time? Here's a question. When was the last time you've truly been given permission to do something your way? Think about that. Our entire lives, we've been told how and why. In school, in our career choices, gosh, even in parenting, use this, don't do this. If you want, listen, side note, parents, no matter how great we follow the rule book, our kids are still going to have issues with us. It's just a given. So throw out the rule book and go to your gut. That is like, if there's anything to take away from this episode today, it is throw out the rule book and go to your gut. We are told what products to use, how to get healthy in every single aspect of our life. When was the last time you were given permission to do it your way? Guys, I am here to give you permission. This self-love journey is your own way. I will never, like I said, say, stop doing this or do this. I will always use words like be mindful of or be aware of, recognize yourself when, and I will guide you back to your truth, to what is coming up in your soul. The relationship with ourself is just that. It's the relationship with ourself. And nobody, including me, can tell you what that looks like, what that feels like, and what your truth is. This is the journey of self-love. And I believe 
that this is what we are here on this earth to do. It is not to find the love of our life and have that yacht and that beach house so that we can have eternal bliss and happiness. Yeah, all of those things can feel great, but I believe that our journey is to find ourselves because when we find ourselves, we find our source. We are still human beings. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And the only way, in my opinion, to find that inner peace, that serenity, is through finding our way back to ourself. Because again, when we find ourself, that's, that, that can end. Our self-compassion, there's going to be times when our self-compassion, we can't find enough self-compassion for what we need. There are times when we cannot find the love or the patience or the forgiveness that we need. But if we find ourselves, guess what is there? Our abundant source, whatever you relate to. Whatever you identify as that source, that power greater than you, some say God, some say universe, I use it all interchangeably, um, but that we find that source within ourselves and when we love ourselves and find our way back to ourselves, we can tap into that infinite and abundant source of love, compassion, peace, forgiveness, acceptance, all of those spiritual bucket fillers, really. And so the journey back to ourself leads to the journey back to this abundant and infinite source. And that's when our life changes because if we are connecting and fulfilling and giving ourselves the things that we need, want, desire, and then when we can't anymore, we turn to that abundant and infinite source, our bucket is so full that it spills out into the rest of our lives. So there are no rules in that journey back to yourself. And if you are listening to this, I really would like to acknowledge you taking these steps because listening to this podcast, you know, jumping on my falling in love with myself tribe Zooms on Monday, which are totally free. We meet at 8 a.m. Monday mornings Pacific time or 5, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time on Mondays. Or, you know, going to therapy or taking a walk and being present with yourself, with your thoughts, your emotions, with your soul, spending time in meditation, all of those things help guide you back to yourself. So that way we don't feel the need 
to seek out the rules from others. And some of us who have participated in or have walked the path of um, organized religion, that for me, and I'm not speaking for anyone else, I have nothing against organized religion. Many, many, many of my loved ones and my favorite people um, are, are participating, active members, have a belief system in a religious aspect. And I respect that so much because when there are no rules, that means your path is your path and my path is my path. And one of the things that I really used to do is I used to preach my path to everyone else. And I guess you can say in this podcast, I kind of am doing that again, but with giving you full full um, ownership of what your path looks like. That's very different than 10 years ago when I was telling everybody that, you know, my path was the way. Um, again, I have compassion and acceptance that that's where I was at that time because I didn't know different. My journey, I got to this place by going through that. And I have, you know, acceptance. I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't the time for me to learn what I know now. And in 10 years, I could be saying something totally evolved from this moment because life is evolving. So let's talk about our words for a minute and how they relate to us being rule followers. So if we can identify as a rule follower, we have voices in our head. I, I already talked about the right way and the wrong way. So I'm very co conscious and aware of when those thoughts and when those behaviors pop up in my life. So here are some other words to be mindful of. Should and shouldn't. I should be doing this. I should be eating a salad. I should be exercising for an hour instead of 30 minutes. I should be taking the dog for a walk. When we are using should and shouldn't, we are 100% looking outside of us or we've been conditioned to look outside of us for the rules. Now, I'm not saying that taking the dog for a walk or working out for an hour more, you know, over 30 or eating a salad instead of a burger are bad things. Of course, they're good things. But the wording is, I want to take the dog for a walk. I want to work out for an hour. Because when, we're, when we are making up our own rules, when it is coming from our soul, it comes from a place of want rather than should, shouldn't, need to. This is another one I hear a lot with like newer clients or people who I start talking to. I need to do this. I need to meditate. Oh my gosh. I need to have more yoga in my life. That is because we are conditioned to need to do things. So in a very gentle and loving way, I would remind you to say, do you want to meditate? Because here's the thing. If we are doing things, and I talk a lot about this, um, uh, loving yourself through physical, physical health. If you are stuck in your physical health journey, it might be because 
you are needing and shoulding and having to do things. But when it comes from what you want to do, that's when everything changes. I changed my physical health because I wanted to combat cancer if I ever got it. I wanted my body to work as efficiently as possible. Therefore, eating more dense nutrition was easier for me because I wanted the dense nutrition in my body to fight disease, to prevent and to fight disease. I don't run four to five days a week because I need to, should to, or, or have to. Even when I'm training for a race, which I am right now, I, I don't say, oh, I need to run nine miles on Friday. I don't say that. I want to run nine miles on Friday because I want to feel good during my half marathon. And I chose to do that half marathon from a place of my gut and my soul. It was my soul's desire to challenge myself, to push myself because it feels damn good every week. You know, you might hear, oh my gosh, nine miles. Well, guess what? It started with three. And then it went to four. And then it went to five. And every week when I have a longer run coming up, I get a little nervous, but I get a little excited because after I extend, like Friday, I ran nine. Next Friday or Saturday, I'll run 10. It's one mile more. But the joy and the excitement, okay, I'm totally bird walking here, is so much greater than the fear and the anxiety because I trust my training. I trust my body. I want to do it. I, it's not because I have to or I should. So should, have, need, be mindful of that. Okay, another pet peeve of mine. So... <laughs> One of my character traits is I'm pretty sensitive to words. And I I mentioned words have a lot of meaning to me. And so there like there are certain trends or certain phrases that that kind of trigger me, to be honest. And a couple of them are very prevalent in the self-help, self-improvement world. And that is one of them, self-improvement. So let's think about that for a second. If we think that we're not enough, we are going to use words like, I'm improving myself, self-improvement. Also, a pet peeve of mine is, I don't, I really encourage you and my clients to not use, I want to be a better version of myself, or I want to be the best version of myself. Think of those words, improvement, better, and best. What does that imply? And what does that reinforce? It reinforces or validates that we're not enough exactly the way that we are right now. Now, this is a really hard concept to grasp. It took me a long time, especially when I used to believe in a God that 
I, I interpreted it, and this was my interpretation, that God wanted me to always be striving to be the best version of me. And when I wasn't, he was disappointed. That was my interpretation of it. So I was always following the rules 110%. If you knew me back then, you will know that. And what happens is this inner rebelliousness from our inner child or our inner teenager is kind of like bubbling up underneath. Because when we're a rule follower, we we have that balance of this inner rebellion that we're constantly trying to minimize and push down. And it's it's an inner struggle. And can you can you feel my voice and my tension shift when I'm in that space of I'm always trying to do my best. I'm always trying to be better. But there's times when I want to eat that freaking sleeve of Girl Scout cookies. And it's this inner conflict. And that inner conflict can really get the best of us. And I know that these words are resonating with somebody because so many people that I talk to, I'm I'm getting a little emotional here because the majority of people walking around are just trying to be better and get mad at themselves when they're not. And my friends, that is not a way to live life. That is that all or nothing, black and white, always and never mentality. And it is, it's addictive and it's very exhausting. And I'm getting emotional because that was my life for 25 years. And it's not that way anymore. It's not that way anymore because I have come to learn that my God, my source, my higher power loves me and accepts me no matter what. I don't have to be any better. I don't have to be the best Jenny every day at all to be worthy. I and you are worthy of everything you desire in this moment. I don't care what you did two minutes ago or last week or a month ago. It doesn't matter. You are a precious soul. And that is unconditional on what you do. Do you believe that? How do you feel when I say that? If it's hard for you to accept, please reach out to me. This is that journey of understanding how worthy we are despite what we do. So instead of being better and improving and being that best version, why not change the script to I'm growing, I'm evolving, I'm learning, and I'm practicing. 
aren't those so much more compassionate words? Cut yourself some slack. Give yourself some grace. Take the freaking pressure off. You don't have to be any better. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to improve at all. You are beautiful just the way you are. You are worthy just the way you are. You are loved and lovable just the way you are. And my friends, embracing that and finding that every single day is what is life-changing. It has been what has evolved me from five years ago. I just, I've had this conversation so many times and and I am going to put a trigger warning in there because I am going to reference suicide, but I was so scared and so insecure five years ago when I went through my divorce. I mean, Don't get me wrong. I was happy and excited and elated. But if you would have told me five years ago that I would still be single in five years, I probably would have considered taking my life. And I don't say that lightly. I was so scared to be alone for any significant amount of time or long term. And the only thing that got me going was the hope that I could find love because I had just exited out of a 23-year-old relationship that was so not based on love. It was based on rules and regulations and checking boxes and pretending and trying to do better. And so when I left that marriage, yes, the only thing that gave me hope was that I could find true love. So if you would have told me that in five years, I would still be single, thank goodness I didn't know because I couldn't have handled it. But over these last five years, I have found myself. I have found my way back to my truth my authenticity, my light, my highest self, which I I talked about just a couple of weeks ago in episode, well, it was a couple of episodes ago um, where I talked about highest self, but I have found that. And that is why today I can tell you that I am okay alone. That doesn't mean that I don't want to find a loving partner. Yes, of course I do, but I don't need it anymore. I don't have to, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not fearful anymore. And I'm not talking to the single people out there. I'm talking to everyone. You This journey is essential in relationship, out of relationship, 26, 96, it doesn't matter. This is our journey here in life is to find yourself and connect to yourself 
every single day in the most loving, accepting, compassionate way. And your whole life will change. I am, I am an example of that. And that's why I teach you. Because if there was anyone that could not do it because, and was fear, I, I was a perfectionist. I was a rule follower. You guys, check this out. I was at Costco one time. This, this was like such an illustration. My higher power shows me with like visions of me doing things. This is how crazy of a rule follower I was. I was at Costco in the outside food court. Nobody was in line. Yet they had, you know, the tape on the ground of like the the line to follow when it got crowded. Nobody was in line. I could not walk to the window at Costco without going through the little maze to get there. Even though nobody was there, like I physically could not walk over those lines to get to the thing. That's how much of a rule follower I was in my body. And like I said, it's never going to completely go away. It pops up all the time, almost every day, and I'm aware of it. I accept it. Sometimes rule following serves me. Sometimes it doesn't. And I'm just very compassionate and very conscious about it. And you can be too. I hope that this episode spoke to you in some way. I would love for you to share it with somebody. I would love for you to share it on your social media if you got anything out of it. And definitely reach out to me if you are feeling more hopeful, if you are feeling heard or seen, please, please reach out to me um, on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore or on my website, Jenny-Drake.com. For those of you who are on the wait list for a year of self-love, thank you so much. You have brightened my life so much. I'm so passionate about this self-love intentional journal coming out because it is the quote unquote rules or the guidelines for you to follow in the most loving, compassionate way that will lead and guide you back to yourself. I would love to be a part of your journey. When you get the journal, please find our private Facebook group, which is called Falling in Love with Myself on Facebook. Request to join so that we can post our intentions, our weekly intentions, and hold each other accountable in this journey. I love you so much. You are so beautiful. You are so worthy. Release the pressure on yourself and come join the self-love movement. I will talk to you next week. Much love.